Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Hey guys, I want to welcome you guys to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. We've got a great episode this week. Uh, before we begin, please hit the subscribe button as well as the notifications bell and be sure to like, comment, and share if you like this episode and we'll get into this week's sponsor and show. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest's easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Now on to the show. So welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And today we have um, a special guest. Uh, his name is Dan Trejanowski from BV Capital. And uh, he was a recent speaker at this year's FinCon in Austin. And we're going to talk all about real estate, syndicates, um, private equity. And so I'm going to bring up his bio So Dan is an active capital raiser, equity owner, and passive investor, generating double-digit yields in lower taxes via commercial real estate. His investment portfolio is extensive, including 2,600-plus storage units, 1,500-plus multifamily doors, and dozens of industrial infrastructure and residential properties. He's personally raised millions of dollars from accredited investors and family offices, and empowered his partners to raise seven figures on multiple occasions. He's the founding vice president at Rocket Dollar, unlocking the $10 trillion pool of untapped retirement assets for the alternative investment community. 
He previously led commercial real estate initiatives for G Capital in Mexico, South America, and his superpowers include self-storage, self-directed accounts, and um, through solo 401ks, self-directed IRAs. So without much ado, uh, welcome, Dan. Awesome, Chris. So great to be here. And thank you for reading the whole bio. I, I, I just think that means that I'm pretty old. So uh, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> value to folks out there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, we, we connected uh, this couple weeks ago in Austin at FinCon. Both of you and me were speakers there. And, um, you know, I thought it'd be good to do a, um, you know, podcast collaboration. So, um, yeah, tell us more about your story and we'll get down into the uh, nitty gritty of, uh, uh, you know, BV Capital and all of the services and products you offer. Sure. Yeah. I mean, my, my quick background, uh, originally from Scranton, PA, a uh, child of the 80s. Uh, dad was a high school principal. Mom was a social worker. Half my family was in education. The other half was uh in medical, basically. So, you know, with that as a background, like many folks on the call, it was heads down, study hard, get a job, uh, maybe be pensioned out, maybe get an IRA. And even when I did my undergrad at Wharton, uh, with a lot of smart folks, that's that was the continued message. And I think collectively, particularly, say up until 2008, I think everybody was heads down with life. And there was never a second thought like, hey, this is great. We'll have our 60-40 stock bond allocation and everything will be good. Uh, you know, that said, benefit of having a wife from Mexico, uh, you don't want to be in the cold too long. So we made a conscious decision to leave the Northeast, to leave GE Capital over a decade ago to come to Austin. So, you know, I'll repeat well before uh, the rest of everybody moved here. And uh, since then, I decided, you know, realize, hey, you you can take back control of your dollars and really work to make them how you want to in a very tax advantaged way. So. Uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit later between liking and trusting somebody. It's great to be liked. It's great to do have 100 likes on Facebook, but trust comes down to when money moves. Or frankly, if you want real world experience, um, I'm sure a lot of doctors say anytime there, especially that we're in the military, I really got some real world experience when, you know, the bombs were dropped. Um, so, you know, in, in a similar sort of sentiment, uh, I start investing passively. Uh, here in Austin, a mix of uh, bars, restaurants, and then also more so real estate. And then my light bulb moment was learning that I can use my retirement dollars um, to invest passively in real estate. So this enabled me to invest across a bunch of multiple asset classes, uh, all throughout real estate. And ultimately, uh, I found myself becoming a guru, as you kindly shared in the intro, in the worlds of niche, such as self-storage, industrial, and you know, maybe out of dumb luck, uh, a lot of these great deals are here in Texas. So kind of partnering with the best of breed across Texas to offer what I feel are truly fantastic passive investment opportunities uh, for credit investors. Yeah, that's a great introduction. And uh, I wanna point out to the um, guests that uh, you started out your career in Wall Street and now you're doing you know, private equity and you uh, doing self-directed space. So. What's the what led you to this self-directed space, and what are some of the similarities or even differences? Be, you know what you experienced on Wall Street and what you're doing now. Yeah, great question. I mean, I grew up on the trading floor of Wall Street, and uh, you know, in hindsight, I joke if what I did I did on the debt side, um, we'd be talking on my island right now as a you know multi-millionaire. <laughs> 
but I would have literally caused a financial crisis. So, you know, probably uh, good for the soul, not as much the pocketbook as they say. Uh-huh. Um, but what, what I learned looking back from this experience is that, uh, you know, you don't have to be the smartest. Uh, I do think hard work and grit helps. Street smarts helps. Um, grit helps, which once again, the longer you're in school or kind of the smarter we are, the more letters we have at the end of our name. It, it's not as apparent and frankly, sometimes not as easy um, to get back to, you know, kind of the street smarts and using your, your God-given talent to frankly uh, have abundance for you and everybody else in your community. So, I think my antenna was probably up a little bit more, and I referred to the 2008 point, because uh, I also think my extension at GE Capital was an extension of Wall Street, where, you know, frankly, you had a big company name, every sales call was easy to at least get, uh, you, had a, you had obviously the slickest marketing at the time, you had some sort of sales or marketing budget, you know, in hindsight, especially for a lot of us solopreneurs, like, wow, that was, that was very easy. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you wanted to invest in something, you had to go through your compliance team. And uh, you had to be, especially, I know social media wasn't big back then, but the equivalent thereof, you had to be a little more cautious what you would share, what your opinion was, what education you wanted to push out there. So you were very limited, um, which I think culturally also, I think was probably a decent move and it was a comfortable life um, up until 2008. That said, uh, you know, I was fortunate I, to maintain, a, I think, a, a very healthy career at GE, but, you know, my antenna was up uh, for what else was out there. And a lot of this, frankly, was based off of lifestyle. You know, did, for those of us that are familiar with New York, did you want to do the commute or reverse commute every day? Uh, or did you want to get your hands dirty and, you know, be very tangible with folks that maybe, you know, did not have the benefit of having a war in our, you know, pick your fancy school on their resume. So Austin, especially Texas, you know, you'll get humbled really quick. Uh, nobody heard of UPenn. Everybody thought it was Penn State, you know, the football <laughs> team. Uh, you know, down here, if you're not UT or A&M, you might as well not have gone to school. So, you know, a little bit of humble pie never hurts uh, with that. But yeah, I, I mean, that said, that was my sort of backdrop and my, you know, my big moment here was uh, we were co-best men, we were, we were co-best men in a wedding. And uh, I, the gentleman that I uh, was with, he, uh, <laughs> he said, hey, you know, we're shooting the shit a little bit, what do you do? And he said, I flip houses. And I'm like, okay, interesting. Uh, and he said, uh, 15%. I'm like, whoa, that's really interesting. Then he said, did you know I can use your retirement dollars? And for me, this was a slight ball moment of, you know, learning what was out there, meaning the world of private real estate, the huge TAM total available market, which is frankly 10 trillion with the T. And then over a relative short time, I got to learn how this world played out and, you know, have since probably invested in, as you alluded to, you know, 20 plus deals, uh, raised X million. And I, I think what's most valuable, um, and I'm sure you feel this in the medical community, you know, at least in my corporate world, I've at least made X thousands of people aware of this world of private real estate. So now it's just the point for, um, you know, to nudge some people that never made their first deal or to really, um, for folks that are a little more versed, say, okay, now let's really start talking asset classes, different tax benefits, such as return of capital and how to really get a true uh, diverse, as I like to call it, 21st century diversified portfolio. Nice. Yeah, I like that. That's a very good answer. And so now you, uh, you've uh, worked, you know, you've had the, you've worked on Wall Street, you started your own company, you built that up, very successful. And now 
you work with a lot of accredited investors and um, you know a lot of accredited investors they have access to a lot of um, types of investment um, uh, vehicles that you know the general population doesn't so how do you like how do you um, show accredited investors how to invest their IRAs once they have the you know freedom to invest in anything they want yeah, great question. And so when I was at Rocket Dollar, for folks who may not be familiar, Rocket Dollar is, and they say this in a specific order, it's a checkbook control self-directed account provider. So this can mean the self-directed IRA, the SDIRA, or it can also mean the solo 401k. So anybody that is self-employed or a husband-wife team, I would strongly consider learning more about the solo 401k, which I'm happy to have one-on-one conversations with anybody offline from here. Uh, once again, it goes down to education. You know, my big premise at Rocket Dollar standing up the BD and marketing side uh, was to bring on uh, a variety of sponsors and also a variety of investors, how they built out this book. So whether it was self-storage, obviously multifamily is a pretty vanilla of a transaction across the country, uh, showing the benefits of industrial and literally finding, drawing it out for, hey, here's what an industrial property or an industrial portfolio can look like. And then, you know, matchmaking back, talking about duration, whether this is a one-year hard money loan, whether this is a, you know, a seven-year development, whether this is a three-year quick value ad flip, like in workforce housing or something down the fairway, like a five-year industrial. Uh, it was just kind of fun conversations with, hey, here's what I'm doing. You know, show me mine, show you, I'll show you yours. And uh, we kind of, we went from there. Yeah. So you, it sounds like, um, sounds like you, you're um, very experienced in, investing in alternative assets. You also do a lot of like niche commercial real estate, you know, land, industrial self-storage. And I know a lot of um, physicians are interested in um, a multifamily, but, you know, in terms of the land, uh, give us a general overview of the, you know, the land industrial and self-storage of how, well, you know, what are the benefits? How is it different from, you know, multifamily apartment um, investing? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we can go from there. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate your order of land industrial self storage. That's probably the order of my my expertise. What I would comment on land, uh, you know, as Mark Twain said, buy land. They're not making any more of it, um, <laughs> and I think that holds. I think that holds true because you can do a lot. And I would preface, um, you know, a few things you want to think about: is the land connected to water? Can you literally plug in? Uh, is the land permitted already, which it might seem like something as simple like, hey, I'm going to put up a little building. Well, that may or may not work. And depending on where that land is, you might run into small town politics. So these are things just to be, I would say, you know, at least uh, speak with somebody before you do just blindly piece, uh, you know, purchase a piece of land. Industrial is great because industrial, I like to say, is kind of everything else that is not land or an easy to identify asset class. So it's not an office building. It's not a retail strip mall. It's not a hotel, um, you know, a few other obvious ones. Industrial is kind of everything else. So it can stretch from your typical industrial park that makes widgets. It can be a paper supply company. Uh, last mile industrial is very common. So think Amazon, that the final kind of warehouse it goes to. And then you know, you get something like a big Fort Knox that uh, guards money that's Department of Defense certified. And then on the flip side, an industrial showroom, which, you know, I purposely don't call retail because it's not a retail shop. It's a place where the tradesmen go to, to look to decide what they're going to purchase. So industrial is actually a beautiful asset class, and it's probably the quietest one out there. 
when it comes to uh, these top five or top 10 lists in terms of, of growth. So let's take Texas. I know a fair amount of your audiences here in Texas is that, uh, you know, wow. I mean, we have Mexico, we have the port, we have everybody moving here. Things are not going to go away, meaning, you know, the, the movement of goods, um, you know, across, frankly, North America. So we're in a really great position here in Texas. And particularly folks that have been boots on the ground here for multiple decades, uh, that it's very advantageous. Like in any market, you want to learn if things off market, but industrial sometimes is a little bit more of a conversation, talking to a well-respected, you know, billion dollar plus revenue tenant, that's going to be your single tenant on a triple net lease, which means, you know, the tenant is going to pay for taxes, insurance, et cetera. Uh, and what I like about industrial, especially with a single tenant, it's like a bond. You know what rent you're getting now, what rent you're going to get, say, on the five-year renewal, on the 10-year renewal. Uh, it's pretty simple from that standpoint. So I love this because I consider industrial a bond cash replacement. And coincidentally, not to knock my multifamily buddies, but the yields um, and the IRR on industrial, I think, are finally crossing multifamily, which is kind of comical. But I think... You know that all. What that means is that it's going to hit the headlines pretty soon. That industrial oh. new hot. I know uh, new hot. Just <laughs> now, trust me. Um, and self storage. And you know, we I can talk for hours on storage because the big reason is, I think it was I think it was a need to have, and now it's becoming a must have. So what do I mean by that? You know, 20 years ago, about one out of three, one out, I'm sorry, about 3%, 5% of Americans use storage. It's been up to about one of 10 recently. Uh, and frankly, it was a nice to have. It wasn't a super need for a lot of people. What we've seen, I think, post-COVID and, you know, the things that are slowly creeping into headlines, I call it the Wall Streetization of our residential landscape. So uh -huh. whether it's private money, Wall Street. Um, they realize there's frankly an unlimited money supply. And if you really step back to see who really owns everything and it rolls up, it's a very small collection of families and private foundations. So with that said, somebody that say has a two and two and needs that extra bedroom, um, it, you're not going to find a three bedroom apartment. You're not going to find a three bedroom house. So what does that mean? In case you want to feel like you're a hoarder, you know, you're going to have to move stuff into storage. And I'm not talking about like, you know, the Christmas tree that you don't want to look at the other 11 months of the year. I'm talking about your kids' winter clothes. I'm talking about tax documents. Um, a lot of folks are going to be space burdened and have to decide to pay an extra thousand for an extra bedroom that they probably can't even find or an extra hundred for storage. And it's just going to become one of your, your expenses going forward. So, you know, with that said, there's a lot of meat on the bone. I think even with the 10,000-ish properties that the publicly traded REITs and the large guys own, but on top of that, four out of five storage units are owned by a mom and pop um, that you know may not have the level of business sophistication as some of the larger guys out there. So, you know, to find a storage deal off market, and once again, who are the folks that have been educating their audiences for decades? Who's been boots on the ground? Say, for example, here in Texas, these are the folks you want to partner with. Um, just a final side note: a good friend of mine, he. He did that. He led with education, led with experience, and he just sold his portfolio. Uh, I won't share the exact number, but you know, nine figures is probably a good estimate. Um, you know, here here in the world of storage. So, uh, yeah, there's once again, there's still opportunity here uh, for those that want to be involved. Nice. Yeah, I know because uh, I know the with the uh, you know the Fed, you know the interest rates and they're printing money, um, and then I know a lot of uh, 
investors, they're watching the real estate because, you know, they're watching the market, you know, go, it's hot in a lot of areas and it's skyrocketing and they're, you know, they have FOMO fear of missing out. And then, but then also you have, you know, COVID and they're thinking, oh, you know, how, how does this change the real estate market? So I know a lot of investors are going to self-storage and, um, you know, do, looking at different alternative uh, real estate um, classes to, to, you know, get some more stability and more returns, you know. So, um, and I also know that you've, uh, you've, for someone who's uh, interested in sponsors and syndicators, I know you did, you did a lot of work over that. So, you know, what did you learn from speaking to over um, 500 uh, sponsors and syndicators in the last 18 months? Yeah, I mean, the, the benefit here, and I, I truly you know, was blessed to be kind of the right place, right time, uh, talking to, you know, for anybody that follows on LinkedIn, you know, the best that get their, uh, you know, thousand plus likes anytime they share a piece of advice. What I learned is, you know, once again, it's boots on the ground and kind of selecting an area. Uh, and sometimes this may not be in your backyard. Once again, very convenient, but particularly multifamily, you're, in case you're going to pay like a three cap or something silly, you're probably going back to your home area. You might have, you know, I'll just throw this out of there, you know, kind of spit on the wall, but like a Louisville, Kentucky, um, you know, somewhere I know in the Rust Belt, there could be some opportunity. So, you know, some folks have the benefit of you grew up there, you know, some local management companies, other ones, you just saw this great need. And so this is where we're going to really focus. Uh, that's, that's one very common piece of advice, as opposed to kind of spreading throughout the country and say that I can do stuff everywhere. You're going to get crushed. You do need some local expertise. You need a little bit of, um, obviously the contacts and somewhat of a gut feel and just say, okay, this is my sandbox that I'm playing in. So I think from there, uh, obviously, you know, we at BV Capital, we, we call it Texas real estate. We have the ability to go Sunbelt, but, you know, we feel that we, um, have focused on Texas for multiple decades, and there's no reason to change that at the moment. So we're going to continue to do that going forward. A second thing I'd say is the education. So even if you don't have the deal, what value out are you providing to your audience? Uh, for example, uh, you know, on the tech side, do you have a good platform where they can check in or is everything still done on spreadsheets? Particularly when you get a certain size, you know, it's much like having a, a five or six-year-old in diapers. That would just be weird. Uh, you know, you kind of have to step up your game as you go through it. And the other thing is, is what's something tangible that may never directly benefit you? So as we talked earlier, my big takeaway is always, did you know you can use your retirement dollars to invest in real estate? And sponsors should say, hey, folks, did you know you know, hello, my investors, did you know you can also use your retirement dollars to invest in my next deal or a startup or crypto or gold, et cetera. And I think you're going that differentiate by sharing that piece of credibility. Say, listen, obviously I'm going to pitch you my deal, but in terms of you being a truly 21st century diversified investor and having the knowledge and have something that's probably, you know, country club cool when you're with the other doctors on the golf course or, you know, in the surgery room, this is something cool that you can share. Um, so that's something that I've always prided myself to. I feel myself and also a lot of other great sponsors always have something of you know, their superpower, um, their very deep domain expertise. And it could be something in the weeds with the tax law. It could be something with uh, procuring you know, uh, for these ground up builds. Keep on sharing that with your audience. A lot of folks are going to appreciate that. Nice. Yeah. So you've, you've actually uh, gone through a lot of um, interesting topics and you know a lot of interesting questions 
And, um, you know, thanks for sharing all of your knowledge and your expertise. Um, I know a lot of um, the audience is interested in um, uh, getting in touch with you. So um, what are the best ways to get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, LinkedIn is always great. Uh, that's always my, my easy answer, especially for folks on the road. Uh-huh. Uh, next is, and I'm sure this will be in the show notes, but my email, uh, krizanowski at bvcapitaltx.com. And the BV Capital TX is one word. Okay. That's probably the best to reach out. Yeah. And for uh, all the listeners, um, we'll, we'll um, get all of those in the show notes. So final question is um, for you, Dan, is what is the most surprising investment you've heard of someone <laughs> making? And do you think it's going to pay off? <laughs> Uh, yes, and I think it's going to pay off. So l- let's talk about the maybe not so greatest investment. Um, and that's really, and I invested in a comedy tour. Um, and I remember sitting there with my wife saying, hey, you know, you better enjoy tonight because these might be $1,000 write-offs. And well, uh, <laughs> the joke was on me. So um, like anything, it's once again, real estate's a physical asset, a comedy tour, you know, just you two with these days. But what I would say, and this was one of our early uh, customers at Rocket Dollar, and uh, what's funny about pilots, uh, and I, I'm sure there's a certain level in the medical field, but what's very unique, particularly for the legacy, the larger airlines is, when you're 59 years old, it's kind of like being a senior in high school. You're a cool kid. And then after that, you know, you're kind of out of sight, out of mind because you're hitting your pension. You're about to retire. Um, you can tap into your IRA, your 401k without penalty. It's a really exciting time. So, you know, obviously these pilots have flown the world. And one gentleman said, you know what, we, I'm going to buy a condo in the Caymans. Great idea. And he said, I have a million dollars in my 401k. You know what I'm going to do with that? I'm going to buy four other condos. So I can walk up and down the street, you know, make sure people are, you know, you can't go inside. <laughs> I just think that that's just wildly successful, uh, tangible. And if we think back over the course of history, that's probably what a lot of people have done in one aspect or another. Um, and then, of course, being able to pass that down as a legacy through family. So that's just something I heard that's like very cool. It's very tangible. And um, I think it's also going to be wildly profitable, you know, particularly as this person is going plus 60, um, doesn't have to worry about early withdrawal, et cetera. It's, it's such a great, I think, mutual situation for both him and the folks that are going to be coming into rent. That's, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's a uh, wise advice. Um, Dan, thanks so much for coming on the show um, and uh, for dropping those gems. I know you have a, another meeting to go to, so we'll, we hope to have you back in the future as another guest. Anytime, my friend. Thanks so much. What a fantastic show. I hope you enjoyed our very special guest. Just remember, as a shout out to our this week's sponsor, CityVest.com. CityVest gives you access to the best real estate private equity funds with enhanced investment terms, verified due diligence, and lower risk. You can check them out at CityVest.com or click on the link in the show notes below. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrislewmdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.